a day like today is very difficult um, for us to see anything um, more than the Gospels that we've been reading and the, uh, the epistles and the, the hymns and the psalms and the expositions. There's so much already been told. There's so much already that um, the church has put in its rights for us. Um, so any attempt other than what we have already is already going to be something very weak. But God gives us grace to be able to see something from that and uh, uh, and bring it to uh, to the edification of everyone. I just wanted to focus on one verse and see how this verse from at the time of our Lord uh, from the time of creation till this day has worked its way in the life of every generation. The verse is from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. In summary, he's saying what? I have put in front of you two options, two choices either life or death choose life that you may live very often we always ask why did this happen or why did this or that happen or we always say how come this person is going to do this and this person is not going to this place but the reality is where everyone goes where everyone chooses to go is a choice it's not an infliction from God upon us First, we start from the very beginning, from Adam and Eve. God put in front of them a choice, either to live or to die. He says, from this tree, don't eat. All the other trees, you can eat. Choose life that you may live. God told them what? Choose life that you may live. And what did they do? They chose death. It was an option in front of them to choose life they chose death and they fell and God came again and said I've put in front of you life and death a blessing and a curse choose life that you may live then Cain and Abel came and in that time you know everyone wants to offer a sacrifice Abel brought a sacrifice and and Cain brought a sacrifice. And God accepted the sacrifice of Abel. And he didn't accept the sacrifice of Cain. God accepted our offerings. Not be, God accepted our offerings. Not because he needs something from us. But it's our way to show that we're choosing life. It's our way of showing gratitude toward the life that he has given us. And Abel came and he offered. And Cain came and he offered. But one chose life and one chose death. Although Abel died, but he actually chose life because he offered an acceptable sacrifice. And although Cain lived, he actually chose death because his end. We know that God has said, told him that anyone that is, will see him should kill him. So, in obedience, Adam and Eve 
because of their lack of obedience, chose death. Cain and Abel, because of their unwilling to sacrifice, chose death. Then after that comes the generation of Noah and the time also of the Ninevites. God put in front of them, there's an ark. Go in the ark, choose life. Yes, there is sin everywhere, but I'm asking you, I've put in front of you life and death. Choose life, go in the ark. Eight people chose life. Noah and his wife and his three children and their, their three wives. Eight people from all of the people that were living chose life. Everyone else chose death. The Ninevites, God put in front of them a choice. He says, in three days, this city will be destroyed. Choose life if you want to live. They took it serious, they fasted, they prayed, and God took away that choice. Or, even better, they chose life. It's a silly example, as you know, as I give you more uh, of, uh, of how this journey that God has taken with all the children of Israel till this day. If someone, a teacher, comes and brings a bunch of students, and he says, tomorrow you'll have a test. Tomorrow you have a test. And then he says, or she says, I'm available to help you. I am here for you. Some will choose to sit and study. And some will choose to ignore that comment. The next day comes. And they're sitting and taking the test. Some will pass. Some will fail. If they failed, did the teacher fail them? They chose. They made a choice. Yes, the teacher might be the one grading. The teacher might be the one at the end of the day to kind of s declare the judgment if they passed or failed. But they made a choice. God has put in front of them to choose life or to choose death. Or the teacher has put in front of them to choose passing or to choose failing. Some chose to fail and some chose to pass. And those who chose to pass and that were struggling, they came and the teacher helped them. And the same thing also, those who chose to live and were struggling in their life, the Holy Spirit came and he stayed with us, dwelled with us to help us. Another story that we see in this you know, sequence of Christ and God from the Old Testament putting in front of people this option of life and death is Rahab. Rahab lived in Jericho. Jericho is the city of Gentiles. And she was a prostitute. And they made gods and worshipped them. She definitely chose death. But when the two spies from the children of Israel came, what did she tell them? She says, well, we have learned about your God that, and what he did to bring you out of Egypt. And we understood and our hearts melted away and our powers was lost. We learned all that God did to you. And I realized, Rahab is speaking, that your God is up in heaven and down on earth and that apart from him there is no God. She 
No, she didn't see anything. She heard, heard. And at the same time, the children of Israel are crying because they can't eat, because uh, the water is not clean, because uh, they don't have meat, they only have uh, you know, bread. And then they come and do what? They make an image of gold, a calf, and they worship it. One was in Jericho, a Gentile, has no exposure to God whatsoever, but she chose life. And one walked through the Red Sea, and they chose death. The children of Israel saw everything, and they said, no, no, no. We're going to make our own image, own God, we worship Him, this other God doesn't exist. And the other one hasn't seen, only heard, and believed completely. She chose life, and the children of Israel chose death. And we can go on and on, but one more example from the Old Testament, Elijah. Elijah brought everyone, and he said, we're going to have a, um, a contest. We'll bring two altars. Will put two sacrifices on each altar. And the people that believe in God will pray to God. And the people that believe in Baal will pray to Baal, which is another form of God that they believed in. And we'll see what happens. Some chose death. They chose Baal. And what happened? Absolutely nothing. He doesn't exist. No fire came from heaven or anything. And some chose life, chose God and stayed with Elijah. And when they prayed, the fire came from heaven and consumed the, the, the sacrifice that was on the altar. So that choice has been put in front of us from the beginning of creation to choose life or to choose death, to choose blessing or to choose curse. And God has put that choice for everyone. And then we see in the New Testament the same thing. The same God works the same way. We see this theme continues. We see two robbers crucified on either side. Same exact circumstance, same exact um, punishment, same exact everything, minutes away from death. One chose salvation, one chose life, and one chose death. Did they both die? Absolutely. But one chose death, that is eternal, and one chose life, that was also eternal. The soldiers, they all saw Christ crucified. They all saw Christ dying in front of them. They all saw the sun going down. They all heard the thundering. They all heard the people across saying that the temple is uh, the veil of the temple uh, uh, cut in half. They all heard that some people were rising from the dead. Some chose life, some chose death. We know Lewinganus, one of them, the soldier that supposedly was the, the, the one that pierced him, chose life. He believed in God. The other soldiers walked around like nothing happened. 
Peter and John. Peter and John. They both loved Christ. They both very close to him. They both saw him in the wedding of Cana of Galilee when no one else did. They both saw him in the Transfiguration Mountain and none, not in the rest of the disciples. Of course, James was there, but I'm just speaking about those two specifically. They both saw him crying and weeping tears of blood in Gethsemane. They both saw him raising the daughter of Jairus. But what happened when it came to the time where things were real, when it came to choosing between life and death, John stayed at the cross and Peter ran away. One chose life and one chose death. And finally, Pilate, he had an option of Christ or Barabbas. Barabbas killed people so he can live. He was a murderer. And Christ was one to die for others to live. Exact opposite. Barabbas was chosen to live, supposedly, and Christ was supposed to die. But the reality was, Barabbas eventually died, and Christ eventually lived forever. So the choice was also there in front of Pilate. So this concept of choosing life and death has always been there. By now, we have that same choice. God that worked in every generation from the very beginning, from the beginning of Adam and Eve, and he has given them this choice of life and death, blessing and a curse. Choose life that you may have, choose life that you may live. Applies to every single one of us. Now, at me standing at the cross, and we look at the cross, God is telling us the same thing that he has told every single generation. I have put in front of you life and death. Choose life, blessing and a curse. Choose life that you may live. St. John Chrysostom says that God accepts the repentance of everyone. And he says what? Well, that in life, in our, in, in, in our times, it takes many years to construct a building, to build anything, right? To build a home, to build a, a building, it takes a long time. And it requires very little work to tear it down. If someone is doing any sort of construction, it takes a long time to build, but to demolish is very quickly. But he says God is the opposite of that. God takes very quickly to build, very generous to give life, but very patient to destroy. And it takes him a long time to destroy if you were to destroy. So if we choose life today, God will build in us very quickly. But if we choose death, the consequences might not be very obvious to us because of his, his patience. And we mistake his patience for we're okay. There's nothing wrong with us. But the reality is we're choosing death. But death is taking its time. So, for the rest of today, and for the rest of our life more importantly, we have to ask our, ourselves this question. Which choice are we making? Are we choosing life or are we choosing death?
To him be the glory now forever and to the age of all ages. Amen. So just rest a few minutes until we change out all of the, um, the decorations here from songbird to more festive because now Christ is crucified. <laughs>